Hello and welcome to the Latter-day Ladies, a podcast for women seeking to live a gospel-centered life in a Latter-day world. I'm your host, Jenny Moss. Hello, my beautiful ladies. How are you? I hope you're doing good. Um, today, we are going to be talking about a subject that has been kind of at the forefront of my life the last couple months in different conversations I've had with friends. And I wanted to share some of the insights that have been discussed. And, um, and I hope that this brings value to you in your life. Um, first, I want you to imagine a large and beautiful window a window that opens into the world with the most incredible view. We all have a beautiful window overlooking our life and the Savior, the Lord's plan, any person that we come into contact with. Throughout our life, our window can become obscured with stickers and dirt, paint, different things that can prevent us from seeing the beautiful, full view. Things like trials and grief, experience, false doctrine, cultural norms that are false doctrine as well, (laughs) trauma, assumptions, and many other things that can be hindrances to our perspective They become stickers and mud and paint on top of our perception window and can make it really difficult to see life as it really is, to see the Savior, His doctrine, and to even see the people around us. Many times, these things that obscure our view happen without us even knowing or acknowledging it. We take on different ideas by friends and family or assumptions by man or even trusted people in different fields of study that may only be partially wrong, but that wrong still affects our ability to see things as God does. God has given us a way to clear the gunk from our beautiful window. That is, of course, the atonement of Jesus Christ. We have to constantly and consistently work to remove the false precepts of men so that we can see through our window things as they really are. This perception window affects the way that we view the world. I've seen my perspective widen through experience and through light and knowledge given to me by the Lord. Almost as if the beautiful view that I'm looking at becomes wider and more intricate at the same time. He helps me understand the small and simple things more clearly, as well as see his larger perspective. We are all in a constant state of removing any impurity from our view to keep a clear frame of mind in viewing the world. Our perspective matters 
because our choices are swayed by the way we perceive our life's experiences. I remember a couple years ago, I was in a very vulnerable place in my life. My perception window was covered with my own pain and heartache. I could only see the trials that were right in front of me with very little reprieve. Someone at church made a comment diminishing my experience, and I was devastated. That swift judgment she made stayed with me for weeks as I pondered over and over if I was indeed blowing my situation out of proportion. Where I am emotionally and physically now, a comment like that would not have carried the type of weight that it did. But at, my, at the time, my heart felt crushed. We can't see each other's perception windows. We can't see the paint from grief, the stickers from depression, or even the dirt that comes from someone's negative self-talk. We can be two people looking at the exact same situation, having a completely different experience. That's the reason the Lord commands us not to judge each other. Only He sees our perception window. Only He sees our desires. And only He sees our hearts. But in the scriptures, we do read that we should use righteous judgment. So what exactly does that mean? There's something called the final judgment— And then there's the intermediate judgment or righteous judgment. Final judgment is not possible to be done by anyone but God. Final judgment is left up to Heavenly Father and our advocate, Jesus Christ, at the time determined in the plan of salvation. Dallin H. Oaks says this, We must refrain from making final judgments on people because we lack the knowledge and the wisdom to do so. We would even apply the wrong standards. The world's way to judge is to judge competitively between winners and losers. The Lord's way of final judgment will be to apply His perfect knowledge of the law a person has received and to judge on the basis of that person's circumstances, motives, and actions throughout his or her entire life. He goes on to say, When Jesus told the woman accused of adultery, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. In John chapter 8, verse 11, In this context, the word condemn apparently refers to the final judgment. The Lord obviously did not justify the woman's sin. He simply told her that he did not condemn her. That is, he would not pass final judgment on her at that time. End quote. In our final judgment, we will have our desires and hearts reviewed to know where we would be most comfortable to reside eternally. 
we are asked to practice intermediate judgment or righteous judgment within our realm and stewardship. Right now, I have stewardship over my children as a mother. I can righteously pass judgment as to who watches my children based on the facts that are presented to me and listening to the spirit that prompts me to know who would be best suited to be their babysitter. If I decided in my brain that someone in my ward was not honoring their temple covenants by not wearing their garments while doing X, Y, and Z, that would be an unrighteous judgment. And I would be breaking the commandments and bringing condemnation upon myself. I don't decide for someone how they choose to live their life and covenants. That's within their realm of righteous judgments and not within my own. Every righteous, unrighteous judgment requires us to make assumptions because we do not know all the information. I remember dreaming for 18 months on my mission for these dolmas, which are grape leaves stuffed in herbed, with herbed rice and this fresh feta that is sold at my local farmer's market in the town I grew up in. When I came home, I suggested to my mom that we go and buy some at the market. We brought them home, put them in the fridge, and then I got distracted doing something for my mom. When I came back to the fridge, most of the dolmas were gone out of the package. I started getting very frustrated. I walked into the dining room and saw my dad, who was chowing down on the dolmas. I was so frustrated that my vision for 18 months of savoring each of those dolmas was dashed by this person who seemed to only be eating them for nourishment, not enjoyment. I was going to chasten him for eating them. Um, (laughs) And then I realized that this was a fully grown man who opened his fridge in his house and was hungry and found food because he wanted to eat. He didn't know my intention of eating the dolmas, slow motion so I could get every ounce of joy out of them. He didn't know my dreams because I didn't share them with him. We were two people looking at the same situation, having completely different experiences. I couldn't expect my dad to have the exact same understanding of what those dolmas stood for because we were having two different motives, two different desires, two different ideas on what the dolmas should be used for. And how often does that happen with us in our lives and with other people? If our perception window gets built up um, gunk from assumption, judgment, false doctrine, whatever, we can find ourselves exercising unrighteous judgment that creates disconnect with the spirit. And it's damning for progression in our lives. Our brain is naturally trying to categorize and understand everything around us. 
That's how we find things that are safe and helpful for us. It's our job to choose to react to unrighteous quick judgments with a more thought out response. It's our job to remove bias and anything that could be impeding our view. This process does not mean we put ourselves in unsafe situations. Loving ourselves and others and righteously judging within our realm means having healthy boundaries. If someone does something that creates an unsafe environment for you or your family, you can make a righteous judgment to react. We can use righteous judgment to decide who to keep close, what boundaries to uphold, and how we decide to live our own covenants. Again, we would never want to cast final judgment on anyone. That's not our job. It's not the time now to decide those types of definitive, eternal choices. Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are going to do it wonderfully, masterfully, when the time is right. But we don't need to. Let's remove that burden of feeling like we must judge the people around us and instead replace it with love, love and understanding, loving someone enough to give them the benefit of the doubt, loving a bishop enough to know that he may make mistakes, loving others enough to holding healthy boundaries. When we love ourselves, when we love our family, and when we love others, we can have healthy relationships. We can have a stronger spiritual connection within our home, and we can be able to do the work of the Lord the way that He intends us to do it. I know that it's hard. It's a natural thing that our brain is telling us to do, but we can fight against that. We can instead focus on our own perception window, on cleaning it, on making sure that we're peeling back the the grief and the pain and the different things that we've experienced to be able to see God's plan clearly. That's the goal. That's our job. That's within our realm of righteous judgment. We can do it. You can do it. You're amazing. Keep it up. Have a good day. Bye.